Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Good Talks. My name is Mark Little. And I am Marie Murataya. And of course, this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Bean Chowder. Bean Chowder, when horchata just won't do. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, how you doing? I am doing uh, fantastically. I uh, just finished Rich Dad Poor Dad uh, Friday, a couple days ago, and um, I'm liking it, man. It's good. Uh, I really like he the way he ends the book. Um, have you finished it? I have one more chapter. <clears throat> oh, you got one more chapter. I know. I just finished chapter eight. Chapter nine is like, what is it? Like, so you you want more? Like, you want to know more or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I'm about to start that one. But, uh, you know, had to go to the grocery store today, so I had to cut my reading a little short. Oh, okay. All right. So at this point, uh, you're still you're still paying for groceries out of your uh, out of your own pocket, right? It's not you haven't started using assets yet, right? Okay, right. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at. Um, uh, what are your What are your plans as far as uh, assets go? What are you trying to do? Uh, oh goodness, you're putting me on the spot, Mark. Well, Little. here just <clears throat> to give a little uh, background to the people uh, and give you some time to think. Okay. So the one of the basic premises of this book. And I think it's uh, I think it's chapter one is uh, the idea that the rich don't work for money. They have mm-hmm. money work for them. Uh, and so the way they do that is by taking the money that presumably at some point they have worked for uh, and investing it properly, whether it's uh, in uh, stocks that pay dividends or um, whatever it is, uh, anything that will bring you returns uh actively and mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything for it. So mm-hmm. passive income, uh, real estate right. and uh, the the money from a renter that comes in every month, as long as the as your cash flow keeps going and the money that you're using to fund your life isn't money you have to work for, but money that is uh, com- just coming in. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, so back to what my plans are. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, bean chata, duh. Mm, bean chata, huge. Huge. Uh, <laughs> uh, and in all seriousness, I mean, yes, the podcast, this mm-hmm. would be a big, because this is something that I enjoy creating sure. and I enjoy the process of. And Which is something I left off that list. Is, yeah. You know, starting uh, in probably one of the, the greatest ways is starting a business or uh, a service. Um especially one that lives on the internet perpetually that uh, mm-hmm. can can be bringing you some income whether or not you're making it right that moment. Exactly. So yeah. that that would be this, um, the podcast. Uh, good Talks with Mark and Murray. Good Talks. Yes, absolutely, because they're so good. Absolutely. Um, and then another thing that I'm looking into, I'm considering right now, and uh, maybe wrapping up the book will help me with this decision, hmm. is uh, going in on a house with my siblings Okay. Um, as an investor, which is interesting because I was just reading, I finished chapter eight, and in chapter eight, he talks about being an investor versus being on a loan. Oh, okay. Um, and it really helped me make that decision because my sister was asking me to help be on the loan 
but she but my option is I can also just be an investor. Oh, interesting. And I was like, perfect. I'm only going to invest. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. It just helped me decide because being on the loan, it. I mean, it basically it's just going to take money out of me out of my income. Wait, I'm not saying that right. Being on the loan and just more, it's more of a liability. Okay. I think is what my sister, how she explained it. Um, and it makes me more involved in, in the whole process. But sure. if I have enough money to just help out and yeah. put on, put in the down payment. Invest, yeah. Invest. The only thing that I'm hung up on right now, and that's why I do want to finish the book, is uh. with this decision, I want to make sure, and he talks about this. And it's funny because I thought about this before he mentioned making sure you're getting your money back in a timely fashion. Yeah, yeah. And so when I talked to my family about this last week before I read this chapter. I was saying like, well, when am I going to see return on that investment? Right. And I know he says that shouldn't be your primary goal, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that I want to consider. I don't want to be of waiting course. three years until I see that money again, you know, kind yeah. of thing. He talks about some guy, uh, I think he even uses a personal example where it took him something like five years or something. And I think he, yeah. was, he was okay with it. Yeah. I mean, so, of course, but it depends what you're okay with. Well, it depends. And it depends on how much I'm putting in the investment, too. Yeah. Um, of so I guess it just, it does. It's just all dependent. And it depends also on what, who I'm going in on this with. Yeah. So, um, because it's not just me investing, I'm not in complete control. Sure. It would be like, three of us. So I just have, you know, but it, I'm really grateful that I I have that not the knowledge that I have now and I can yeah. reference him because on, on in all honesty this last chapter I'm like I probably should read it again before I go on. It's very meaty. Yeah. It's got a lot in there. No, absolutely. Uh so that's those are my things right now. Nice. How about you? Uh well, of course the podcast is one um, Bean Chata, huge, huge uh, fan of Bean Chata. Really believe in the vision. Uh, <clears throat> what else? Um, what? <clears throat> the vision. The vision, exactly. <clears throat> wow, got got a lot of throat clearing going on. Got over a there. lot of got a lot of congestion. Still getting over getting over a little cold here. Um, trying to figure out more about uh, investing and. <clears throat> And understanding the start stock market mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. Um, so I'm just kind of getting into that more and more. And it's funny. I think it goes with everything. The second you start to like really look into it, you're like, oh my God, there's a million things to learn. Yeah. Um, but uh, then it just makes me think of something that a concept that I learned from uh, Tim Ferriss, which is like the 80 20 rule. And it's like, 20% of the things you do like get you 80% of your results or something like that or it might be flipped mm. um, but basically like there's a few things that in in anything um, a few things that you do get the majority of your results so for example like 20% of the music producers roughly speaking produce 80% of the content people hear oh okay so that that kind of thing so mm-hmm. or like 20% of the, uh, I'm thinking if it applies to the stock market, which I'm sure it does, yeah. like 20% of the people who invest are making 80% of the money. Okay. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
and by that rule, then you would think that 20% of the techniques that you know would get you 80% of your returns or whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that and kind of as a, uh, a direct benefit of reading this book um, and taking on some of the mindsets of just like talking about money or whatever. Uh, the other day when I was at Fleming's, uh, a guy who was sitting at one of my tables um, was telling me stuff and, and we were kind of talking about business a little bit. And I was like, oh, you know, what business are you in? Uh, and he was talking about uh, real estate and uh, investing and whatnot. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, I just kind of started dipping into that world and, and trying to understand more about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told him I just read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he's like older guys, probably in his late 50s or 60s or something. Careful, you're going to offend older people with that. Well, I mean, you know, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's older than I'm me. I'm just kidding. Just recently I said that to somebody like, oh, yeah, they were older. They were in like their 60s and they were like, wow, thanks oh, really? a lot. Yeah. I it was mean, like somebody who was like closer to 40. Yeah. That was like, oh, dang, like that's that's what you're considering old, you know? And yeah, I was yeah. like, oops. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just whatever. teasing you. He's older than me. Yeah. Uh, and, and the majority of my friends. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I base it on. Uh, hey, that's probably what they do too. Yeah, older than my peer group. But, um, but just by mentioning that, and then he was like, oh, you know, uh, if you're interested, uh, feel free to give me a call. Um, and it didn't sound like he was really trying to sell me anything. He was just like, I've, you know, I've, I read that book many years ago. Uh, and, uh, maybe I could just help you with some of my experiences. Yeah. Well, can I interrupt you? Sorry. I would, I would love that. Okay. Please. Uh, well, no, I just, and maybe this is where you were going with this, but what? I, um, it's kind of, he talks about that, like making friends with people that you can learn from. Yep. And he specifically says like, I made friends with people who had money. Right. And he, he had friends with people who didn't. Um, and he's like, but I made friends with people who had money, not for their money. I sure. wasn't looking for payback or a job or anything, but to learn from them yeah. and how they did it. And then I also learned from my friends who didn't have money and who didn't value that, um, what they like to learn what not to do. Right. And so it's like for you, like this guy, it's all networking and you're, he's probably, he's read the book. He probably is thinking he could just give you some knowledge. And a hundred percent. I think that, and I think Bob Kiyosaki over there, Kiy- <laughs> Kiyosaki. Yes. Bob. Um, Big Bob. Bobby. Bob. Bobby. Bobby. Um, but I think that that's a point that he, he doesn't, he very subtly stresses like the fact that like he definitely says like people with money have power, mm. but he also, um, dang, I lost my train of thought. It was a good thought too. He also is just very like people with money aren't out like they they are out for themselves but they're also willing to share their knowledge sure and i think that when you like growing up for instance my family Mm. um it's very much like his his dad the educator dad where it's like you work hard for your money like you know i can't afford to get you this like you here here's your allowance you know whatever Yeah, yeah um and which is all good. Like I learned how to work from my money and I, and I know like it made me value the time I spend making money a little bit, but, sure. um, my dad was always very skeptical of people that had more money than him. Mm. And I mean, essentially like didn't, 
you know, he would kind of act like those people just had their noses in the air. Hmm. That was a that was just his like it was kind of how he stereotyped them. Sure. So I grew up kind of with that in my back pocket, that thought. Yeah. And so reading this book, it's it's kind of like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. I didn't really encounter like I didn't have my own experience. I just based it off of my what I was told growing up. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, sorry to go off a ta- on a tangent. No, I, I get that, though. It's like, um, and I, I remember thinking kind of in that way at some point um, that it's like, no, you don't. And even now I'm not like, oh, my God, you got to have all the money in the world or whatever. But um, thinking that uh, that idea that money is the root of all evil and, and blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, and... And I get that, like when, yeah. when people are are just out for themselves and are just like literally killing each other so that they can get resources to, right. to be richer than the other person. Of course, like that's um, needless to say, terrible. But um, the idea that you can educate yourself and use the money that you have in such a way yeah. that that now it's literally working for you and you're freeing up your time to focus on whatever matters to you i think that's excellent right and that's yeah and that's such a uh it's a cool idea and it's obviously more than an idea because people are living it out and i so i think that's a great little twist on it and, exactly yeah and i and i get the <clears throat> you know some people have the uh, i don't know not predisposition but the uh the mindset that like other people, people, if, if someone has more money than you, especially if it's a lot more money, maybe you start to feel inferior to them. Exactly. And then the way to block that, (laughs) the way to deal with your feeling of inferiority is to be like, yeah, but they are X, Y, and Z. They're evil for this reason, or they're this type of person. I don't want to be like that. Right. Um, so I really, what I do appreciate about this book uh, is that it opens up that conversation more and you realize Exa- exactly it, that it can be uh, a real conversation that actually uh, is beneficial to your life and not just something that's like, uh, you know, basically like a pissing contest between two people. Sure. Like I've got, well, I've got this much. Oh, I've got this much. And you, you see what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. And yeah. I think one of the things I loved reading the most actually this morning was, um, and he, he does this throughout the book. He talks about the idea of giving back. And in like this chapter, chapter eight or whatever it is, his final thing that he says is if you remember nothing else from this, remember that giving back is the most important part. And then he talks about how that is good for your soul. And he goes into sure. all of that stuff that's like, it's like you all you've done so far, not all you've done, but you've read a lot about like you know, with all these flow charts and building your asset column and um, taking out your things from your assets to pay for your expenses and yeah. all that. And it's it's very good information <coughs> and it's very, it makes a lot of sense and it's, it's kind of black and white. And then he starts talking about the emotional side of it and giving back and how important that is and how that also builds your asset column and, and it also uh, helps you like in a sense, be a kind human and sure. have, you know, and so I, I really appreciated that um, perspective on it and how it all kind of is intermingled instead of it just being like, 
oh, also, by the way, remember to give back. Mm-hmm. He he makes sure he weaves that in because it's a big part of how he's built his um, his wealth. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I like the part where he's talking about, I mean, it sounds it sounds selfish in a sense, but he's like, if you want more, you have to give more. Mm-hmm. He's like, give more of whatever that thing is that you want. And if, like, you know, we hear that in so many different ways. It's like, right. um, be grateful for what you have and you'll get more of it. Um, the golden rule, do unto others, right. and they'll do it back to you. Um, but then I, I think that it's good. And I think this is kind of what you're saying that he makes that distinction. Uh, or maybe this is different, but that every time he's given with a sense of truly giving for the sake of giving, like that's when he sees, you know, it come back to him in the moments or the times where he's giving, uh, with the desire to receive in return. That's when it typically hasn't worked out for him. Right. Even if he he didn't realize it in the moment while he was giving like that. And he's very, yeah, he, he's very, um, like translucent about that too. He's not transparent. Transparent. Sorry. Thank you. That's okay. I knew it. <laughs> oh, um, but he is, he's very transparent with that. And, um, he also talks about, you know, giving back and he makes sure to comment that it, it could be like, yes, money, but also your time. And yeah. for those people like you with this guy that you met at work, right? He he's obviously willing to give back in the form of time True. right now. True. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool. And I think that that's also something, you know, that it's it's important. It's important to do. It's funny. The other day at work, I was uh, collaborating with one of my occupational therapists and or she's She's like the assistant to the occupational therapist. So I've never really worked with her. And I let her, I was working in my office. So she was seeing all the things I have in my office. Right. Yeah. And I'm in a period right now at work where I don't have, I should, I don't like saying I don't have a lot of time, but I'm just very busy. Every second I'm there, I'm working t- on something. I've got a lot going on with meetings. And so she's in my room and she's like, oh, how do I get that? And I want one of those. I want that. And so I was like, well, I'll, if you give me your email, I'll make them for you. You know, these visual things, whatever. Yeah pictures and um she was like oh my gosh really I know you're so busy right now you probably don't have time and at first I wanted to be like yeah I'm so busy <laughs> but then you I was don't like even know. yeah and then I was like it's fine I was like that's what we're here for like right. and it and it and it really I mean if anything it just sparked a connection between us sure. as co-workers because now it's like because it it that networking again if I ever need something she's going to be far more open to helping me learn about her side of things right and I, I wasn't thinking of it like that yeah, though exactly. it was purely like no like if you need this I'll help you because yeah. I have I've got the resources basically and I'll find the time I mean that's what I'm there for but I, I didn't think of it you know and it was kind of like I hope that I'm like I was thinking I hope I'm like that with everybody I hope I don't tell people I don't have time yeah um because it was it was a moment that I was genuine and I was very aware that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm being so good right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patting myself on the back. I'm such a good person. I'm so good. I'm sure there's times where I'm like, OK, well, I won't have time this week, you know, and then sure. then that does that mean you'll have time next week? Probably won't make time for it the next week yeah, exactly. either, you know. So, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's important to make sure that you're you're willing to share if it's your area of expertise as well. Share that or. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that stuff's great. And then. It 
it gets paid forward, right? Like for the most part, people when someone's mm-hmm. so like she, you do that for her, and then someone's like, "Oh man, those are great," and she's yeah, she'll either be like, "Well, I know where you can get them," and she'll send them to you, uh, or she'll be like, "Oh well, I can make this for you," or blah blah blah. You know, it could be a to- totally different thing. I know. I wish I could just put like thanksmorris.com on all my stuff. You you could. <laughs> well, it's school school um, resources that are helping me make these things. Oh, well, you uh, if you send them in an email, you could add the email. Oh. Like, hey, if, uh, if you want to say uh, thank you to me, feel free to uh, drop by my website and oh. uh, give it a read. Speaking of passive income uh. and ideas, um, I... Okay, have you ever heard of... You're, I'm sure you've heard of Teachers Pay Teachers. I sure have. Yeah. So... I what look is on that there for people who don't know. For people who don't know, that's a we- uh, a website. It's like um, what does it have on it? It has teacher made resources for teachers to buy. So like, but there's also there's also free downloadable things. But for the most part, it's like templates like, of okay. like for a teacher, you might get templates of math worksheets or um, that teachers have made or like really good images for classroom jobs. Like just. It, there's all kinds of stuff on there, and yeah. I could honestly lose a lot of time just looking through stuff on there because there's a lot of good stuff even that speech therapists have made. Sure, but I look at it and I'm like, I'm not. I don't want to buy this if I can make it, like, and right. then sell it. You know, right? So it's something that that's another goal of mine is I've already made stuff that I just need to basically take pictures of or make templates for. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm. When you're on the go, like, and you're, like, having to create, like, this is going to work for this situation. Sure. If it's, like, a data sheet or something, I've got plenty of just lined paper that I'm using, and I'm like, oh, I should just make something out of this. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. So, that's, yeah, side note. That's fun. That's uh, That reminds me of uh, something that can be found at uh, brickandstick.net. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is a... Uh, Brick and Stick, for those of you who don't know, is a children's series that... Uh, my mom and myself have created and uh, I illustrated it and we've got a few uh, worksheets on there on breakingstick.net aka hoosterbooks.com mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but yeah exactly that type of stuff and that is uh, that's something that I've wanted to get um, working on are all of those uh, like essentially a lesson plan you know that could revolve around brick and stick and then for whatever uh, the grade level might be. So the book is typically like, you know. If you need help with that, I I can help you. Yeah. See? (laughs) So I think that that type of stuff is great. And especially um, because it can be used at home. It doesn't have to be like in a classroom, but it could be used in a classroom. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And you put it on Teachers Pay Teachers and you are marketing like the book with that, you know. Teachers love that stuff when yeah. it's when it, you compare it with something as long as you well, we, we can talk about this on it. But as long as you like make it like like cut and dry, like this is the standard sure. that it works for. Sure. They'll love it. There we have it. So ideas. Yeah. Ideas. Hey, but right. The ideas are the easy part. Yeah. Ex- execution is uh, is where it's not even hard. It's just you just got to. You can't even you can't even say I didn't take the time. You gotta make the time. and that's exactly yeah. and that's kinda of what I was saying earlier. It's like right. I'm gonna be giving of my time for somebody and 
I don't want to sit around being like, oh, but I have to do this report and this IEP. It's like, I can make the time to sure. help somebody out. Like, And it's one of those things that is, is just beneficial. Just like when, you know, when you give someone a present, you're like, ah, right. ah right. that person likes it or whatever. And uh, it, it's cool. Yeah. So making the time to, to do what you're talking about and, and helping uh, your your colleague out yeah. is, is great because then exactly. you never know what comes of that. Well, and I, you know, my immediate thought from that, the reason I do it is because I... Um, I, she's, she wants resources that are going to help the kids that she services that I also service. So uh, that's my thought when I, my first thought is my speech therapist hat is on and I'm thinking of my ki- students and sure. I'm like, yeah, okay, you need this. Of course I, I can help you. Right. But then she was taught, you know, she's like, oh my gosh, you know, thank you so much. You have no idea how this is going to help me out. Cause now it's going to make her life easier. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it like that, you know? And, um, I think about, how how hard some teachers and and service providers in my area um, and in my school even work to collaborate with other people and mm. get such pushback because like the doors of communication aren't wide open. Mm. There's this is your field and this is your field and and people have a heart. I noticed that especially some of and I don't mean this um, in any kind of it sounds negative, but you know. No offense, but it's like the older, the, the people that have been in the district working longer than me yeah. don't, aren't as apt to collaborate as some of the younger, you know, newer people. Cause we're all trying to work together. Sure. I think that's, that might be a generational mindset and it difference. Could, but um, I, but I think about like, I'm not in here to compete Sure. and look I mean, I'm, I am a very competitive person and yeah. I, I want to achieve, like, you know, achieve all my goals. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I know that in our working environment, those doors need to be open. Of course. Because we all do different things and we're all trying to accomplish one very similar thing in the end. And so it just, when I make the time to help somebody else out like that, I feel like it's such a good, it sends out like a good message sure. for my team and it's just a, if anything a good example of exactly we need to be doing this and making the time for our other people to help the students yeah um or wherever you're working if you're working at a restaurant you know and it's sure. like let's just help each other out and no it's a, it's a good habit to get into and then all of a sudden like you said you're setting an example and you know once you've been there for a couple of years and people start coming in under you then you're like, then they, they see your example. Right. And, you know, if uh, the people older than you or who are who have been in the career a little bit longer notice, because not everyone who's who's uh, been in the job longer is oh, no. going to be, you know, permanently shut off to any sort of new education. Right. So right. they'd be like, oh, that's that's what the young kids are doing now. They just they just all work together. Like, yeah, I guess right. we, we could give that a shot. But I think it's interesting because that same uh, <coughs> mentality is in the music world too. At least, oh, yeah. at least within the music that I pay the most attention to, which is like rap and hip hop and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, where back in the '90s, a producer would produce a song. Like a guy <coughs> would be the one who did it, 
and they would work with like a rapper or, yeah. or, or a couple or whatever. And now you can look at songs and it can have credits of yeah. God knows how many people. Yeah. And of course, part of that is thanks to the technology of the internet. Um, and people can, you know, someone in New York can, can work with someone who's in LA um, just by sending them some files. But I think another part of that is uh, the mentality that that technology has allowed to flourish, mm-hmm. um, which is like, okay, we can collaborate and, and understanding that by collaborating, you reach a broader audience and can become more effective. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's where that old saying comes in. What? Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh my gosh. That's true. <laughs> it, it is true. There's something, I think when you're good at something and you can do it great by yourself, so much more can happen when you actually reach out and are working or willing to work with a team. Because if you're Definitely. that good by yourself, think about how much better you could be with support. Absolutely. But I think that that it could be a generational thing where it's like, nope, I'm good at it. I can do it. Right. Versus like, well, okay, but if, you know, this person helps you, you're not going to break your back trying. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of comes down to be, well, it comes down to a lot of things. One, I think one of them is and probably the most difficult for a lot of people is humility and yes. being like, okay, like I'll budge on this or that because I recognize that your idea is better than mine. And that's hard. It's so hard. Especially when you really care about the thing you're doing. Go ahead. Yeah. What? Well, if you have more to say, it's okay. I no, can. please. I was going to say circling back to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm. because I yesterday morning was reading the part where he says, if you're an arrogant person, then you haven't made it this far in the book or whatever. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. he talks about that. He's saying like, arrogant people don't want to listen to people because they have the answers already. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it just, there's something about being humble, which is why if you're looking for a good book to read, go pick up Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's a great book. Because he's, he's so interesting to me. I'd love to meet him in person now. Yeah. Because I'm like, he's, the book is written. It's like, it's just so like matter of fact. Yeah. But then he's like, you're like, he's probably like su- a super humble guy. Yeah, eh, I don't like, know. But I've, like, but I've seen like, a couple of videos of him. Oh, you have? See, I haven't seen any. I'm just going off of, and that's true. When I read, I'm like, I hear my voice too. Sure. And I'm just so humble, so. True. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. No, it, I, actually, but, I watched I watched those videos uh, a while back, so I would be mm. interested to see how I feel about them now. Oh, having, okay. Having more of an understanding well, of him. see. And even then, I, I wasn't like, oh, this guy's a dick, but he's just like, he just is matter of fact. Well, yeah. And you're just like, oh, all right. And, and yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a respectable quality when people are just are at least in what they know, they know they're like, it's confident. Yeah. Like, oh no, I got this here. Listen, I mean, I, I do that at work and I don't know half the time if I'm telling the truth, (laughs) like, I know I mean what I say, but, and not that it's not the truth, but I'm like, well, this could be it. So yes, this is it. (laughs) And yeah, I, you know. I think so, it's a great combination to have <laughs> to have that confidence where you can just be like, here, this is at least for right now, for this second, this is what it is. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And then if someone else is like, well, hold up. And then they tell you something else and you're like, oh, you know, to be able to take both of those into consideration. Right. But if you don't present your initial thing with some confidence, it's got no shot. Because, right. Because who's going to jump on 
uh, who is going to pile onto an idea that someone is like, well, it it could be that if we just give all the kids crayons, I don't know, um, this might not work. It's like that idea is already dead. Like, don't even, <laughs> right? You, exactly. you know, you start to suggest something. Exactly. Oh, I work with one of those people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is. And, and I mean, I think we all probably work with one of those people, but, and we've all probably been that person oh, at yeah. some point, not everyone, but a lot of people have, I, have uh, gone through their moments of big self doubt, especially if you're, you know, in a, in a crowd, in a room where everyone else has yes. been doing it for 40 years and you've been doing it for six months and you're like, Oh, sure. Well, I think, but that's how you get eaten alive. You're like, nah. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm trying to think back to like grad school when I first start or when I first started working with clients and I don't remember if I was ever like that what when I was put on the spot real timid yeah like I think my very first clinic I was I was timid but not in like a cowering sort of way leaf way yeah I felt shaky on the inside right but I was never like I just it's it, it was weird it was like the first time I ever knew like nope can't can't let it can't yeah. let it show like a, the five-year-old's gonna know yeah <laughs> and so um but then after the fact you know i would ask my professors did i do that right like i don't i don't yeah. know what just happened and it was a learning process you know working with humans um teaching them things but uh even like sitting in class and and talking about concepts i learned quick i'm like well if i don't know i'm just gonna wait until someone else says it and then learn from learn from another person's mistakes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, in that sense, in like the group, in a group learning situation. Sure. If I know, I'll for sure say it. Yeah. And then there have been the moments where I think I know, so I say it, and then it's not. And but I don't say it sh- like I only said it because I thought I really knew. Of course. Yeah. You know, and then I learn from that. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. I I always was more of like the timid person, probably until I was. Maybe in that grad school setting, I'm not really sure. Maybe a little before. Yeah. But I definitely know, like, in high school, I was the sit back and watch everything person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I've al- I've often been the, uh, I just want to give the funny answer person. Oh, um, really? You? Yeah, me. No That's way. weird. I know. Although I have uh, often really enjoyed being right. Uh, I was, oh, gosh, what, yes. was I, what was I thinking about? Or reading something, <laughs> something about someone... Uh, people reading in class but like uh it might have even been a meme but <laughs> just the idea that like when you were young like a lot of people were afraid to read in class but oh. i was never that person because i knew i could read and <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like you're just like i know words like i'm not afraid of sure. this so it's like you just it actually might have been uh an engineer doing like a, a red bull talk or something but i don't know just just the idea that uh you're like, no, nah, like I got this. Like ever, I don't know why everyone else is afraid. Like this, this is easy. Um, yeah, I was definitely afraid of reading in class. Yeah, and I was that person <laughs> who would read ahead of time. Like, like I would count how many people there oh, were before yeah, yeah. me, and so hated popcorn reading. Hated popcorn because you're mm. like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I would count and then find my paragraph, and there'd be like a word in there, like. A fortnight that I didn't know, and I'd be like, "Is it fourth night? Is it fourth?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, or like Roman numerals. I was like, oh. I would always get stumped on those. I, I would forget. Yeah. I would forget I that they're a thing. 
Uh, one through three, I got past. Oh that. yeah, past that it gets. But a little then rough. I'd be like, so yeah, I'd be like counting. Gosh, imagine high school today. I'd be like sitting there opening my phone. Hey Google. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have that. I'm glad we didn't have that though. I'm glad. Me too. Uh, I th- I think I'm glad. Yeah, I think I, I am. I would have been. I I already was fairly lazy. School is always very easy for me, so I was always like, yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. Like, well. I'll, I'll get See, it. See, and I was a good student. And yeah, me too. School was easy for me too, for the most part. But I still, I wasn't like you, where I was like, I know I'm good at this. Yeah. I was like, constantly. That's probably why I'm a type four, the achiever, because uh. I was constantly like, well, then how can I be better? Yeah. You know, and um, like reading, like. I got to make sure I say this right because mm, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sound like an idiot. I know I I know I can do this, Marie. Like, you yeah. know, and it's that now I don't do that stuff to myself. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, if I go into an IEP meeting, you know, you know, you can do this, Marie. You better do it. I'm like, I got this. Yeah. And that's it. Um, growing up is cool. Growing up is, <laughs> growing up is cool. There. Yeah. There's there's some cool stuff that happens uh, as you grow up. And it's all those things that you're like, oh, <clears> man, had I known this. 12 years ago had i known this 23 years ago right you're like damn would have been bossing these kids around oh my gosh we would have flexed it mark and then you wonder like i don't know you think back on those kids that you're like damn that kid was such a jerk and mm-hmm. you're like no nah, that kid just knew what was going on sure it, you know sometimes sure sometimes. sometimes and then sometimes they were just jerks sometimes they were jerks and you're like you walk into little caesars and they're working the counter mm. <laughs> the hot and ready pizza yeah yeah no i don't true. i really don't know anybody that's working at little caesars that i graduated high school with i'm just saying oh yeah me either i don't know the last time i was inside of the little caesars mine was uh december 12th oh my gosh 2018 you know to the day only because that was the day my brother celebrated his birthday and and he said i just want little caesars yeah my sister and i went and picked up little caesars for, for real yeah oh man hey cheap date He's cool. Well, we were... He's cool. He's like, cool. Like, <laughs> That's chill. I, I didn't say he wasn't cool. I know. Sorry. I was I was like thinking of what I wanted to say next. It was one of those classic <laughs> moments where I was like, nope, I'm going to say this. Going to well, get me through. I call I call him a cheap date and you're like, no, no, he's cool. <laughs> Just because he eat little, eats little Caesars doesn't mean he's a dick. <sighs> oh, the sound of little Caesars right now does not make my stomach feel good. No? The idea, no. idea kind of sounds good. And then I think about how much bread Ugh. is on oh, that, stop it. Is on that pizza. I just like, I'm ha- my stomach still hurts from the buffalo chicken sandwich I ate last night. So mm, You got to play it by the oh, buffalo. I did. Damn buffalo. All right. Yeah. I killed a buffalo the other day. You did? Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, you hopped on the sticks. I had to hop on the sticks. Shout out, shout out to uh, John D, uh, a.k.a. Joseph, a.k.a. Uh, team White T. Uh, mm-hmm. If he's listening to this, that would be pretty funny. Now he's one of my friends from college, one of my uh, my pledge brothers, if you will. <laughs> yeah, me and me and Joe. Uh, he uh, he's where I learned the phrase on the sticks. Oh, he's like we're gonna hop on the sticks right now because he was a he was a big gamer. Oh, um, and I mean not not as much in the time that I knew him, but before sure. I met him. He was uh, a part of Team White Tea, which was a legitimate uh, Xbox team. Did it have a hashtag? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I remember. I just remember the story he was telling me about the time when they uh, when they won some tournament, and I was like, "Damn, dude, that was cool." Um, anyhow, shout out to all those guys. 
Yeah. Uh, geez. Hmm. I don't know. I need to talk to those guys. I'm talking <laughs> to them in a little bit. Hit them up. I shall. Reminisce. Yeah, reminisce. Reminiscing. Anyhow, I think uh, I think that's it for us today. Oh, wait. I have to share something. Oh, uh, what do you got? Okay, because I knew I saw this. I saw my phone get a notification like 30 minutes ago. About what? Um. So... A couple weeks ago, my roommate and I, Angie, had a Valentine's Day brunch to which I provided uh, my photo- photography skills. Oh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Based on the uh, idea uh, first brought forth by the uh, monumental show Parks and Recreation. Yep, Leslie Nope. Leslie Nope. She knew what she knew what was up. Valentine's uh, Day being a day where all the gals get together and celebrate. Well, hold Valentine's on. If you'd day like to know more another. about it, uh, go to thanksmorris.com. Oh. I actually blogged it. All our photos are there. And thanksmorris.com. Thanksmorris.com. Wow. Um so uh I post we posted photos. Angie posted photos that I generously provided um that our wonderful Sony A6500. Mark and I have a camera and I used it, and somebody what? Because uh, Angie has a couple photos now. I think that I've taken uh-huh. on her Instagram feed. Yes. Somebody asked her, "Do you walk around with a professional photographer?" This is a comment on her um, photo photo that I gave her, nice. and she so she comments back, "Just a good camera tends to do the trick." So should I like reply and be like, uh, "You can you can find." You can find more photos Heck at things. Yeah, you should reply. She didn't. She didn't. Uh, no. Oh man, Angelina. Oh man, Angie. Angie, that was a missed opportunity. Hook a sister up, friend. You, you know what I'm saying she. <laughs> they asked specifically. Do you walk around with professional photographer? What she's you got to say, say yes. Yeah, you say yes. Her name is Marie, and no, she's amazing. She, she just tags at thanks Morris, and then boom, boom. I'm gonna. I'll reply. Um, I don't even know who this human is that commented, but that I, I just want to say right now, I know I'm talking about humility and everything, but I'm just like, Hey man, that's the balance right there. <laughs> it's humility, but you can't, if you're too humble, you're silent. It's like, Oh, that's a beautiful photograph. And if you're standing right there and they're like, man, I wish I could find someone who took a picture like that. You just sit there quietly and you're like, yep. But if you just got, if you got a little bit of spirit in you, you're like, well, actually I took that picture. You let me know. Here's my card. Sure. And boom, boom, bang, bang. I know. I got to make business cards, huh? Yeah. Boom, boom, bang, bang. Pow. You're there. Pow. Blam. Blow. Blow. All right. Yeah. So, so sorry. I had to, I had to, you know. No, you got to shout yourself out. Yes. I respect that. Yes. Such as, uh, thanksmorris.com, brickandstick.net, uh, uh, all that good stuff. Sweater boys. Sweater boys on, uh, Apple music iTunes, Spotify, um, Type 9 on YouTube if you need some beats, uh, instrumentals. So, <laughs> it's funny. When you list them all back to back, you're like, oh, I'm actually doing things. I'm doing a lot. Oh, we also have Red Deer. We haven't been on there in a minute. I haven't been on there in a minute. I'm not directing anyone to that because- uh, We got we to gotta gotta, figure that out. You got to yeah. keep it updated. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, this has been a good talk. Such a good talk. Thank Great you talk. so much, Mark Little. Oh, thank you, Marie Murataya. Uh, go ahead and uh, let our sponsor sign us out. <clears throat> this episode has been brought to you by the good folks at Bean Chata. Bean Chata, when horchata just won't do. A beverage for every occasion, but especially the special ones. Fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Please drink responsibly.